you're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores all things pedal pumping with your host, Mimi Footnip. That's me. I'm also a pedal pumping content creator and foot model, and you can find out more about me and my my videos and where to see my work on my website, MimiFootnip.com. I've been working on kind of giving it a refresh and adding some new stuff, so go check it out. Uh, I've continued to update it. I just can't stop tinkering with it. If you find any broken links or any problems, let me know. You can email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com about that or anything, really. Send me your feedback, ideas, thoughts, feelings, whatever. (laughs) Uh, My inbox is open to my Pedal Pumping podcast listeners. I um, have some stuff going on this week. There's stuff to talk about, you guys. But before I get into it, I want to thank my patrons for all of your awesome suggestions for footwear, for the revving videos I filmed last week. I sent out a kind of a surprise (laughs) JOI video to my patrons for their personal use. Uh, And it's a JOI video. I don't normally do JOI videos, but this is a JOI that is kind of my own fantasy that I wanted to share with my patrons. So I hope you guys, oh my God, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And thanks for participating in my pedal pumping fantasy. You guys are amazing. Uh, patrons Tevin, Matt, Joe, Jim, Riker, Old Dirty, Michael, DBM, and Not a Golfer, and Sheldon. Our newest patron. Welcome, Sheldon. Uh, you guys are just the best, and, and I have a f- ton of fun with you, and uh, the community is open. If anyone else that's listening would like to join, head over to patreon.com slash podcast. You can sign up there. Uh, we're a very cool, open-minded, welcoming group of pedal-pumping enthusiasts. We just ask that, you know, you are respectful and uh, what's my other ground rule? Consent, that's it. Consent and respect, Uh, pretty basic, right? And just, we like to express and share our love of pedal pumping over there and tell stories and all kinds of other things. So you're welcome to check that out. If not, just keep listening to the podcast. I um, have a couple emails I'm gonna read today from a listener named Jay. And I've also got a gripe. I've got some bitching to do. Uh, I'm going to get on my little soapbox and rant right after this quick break. All right, we're back from the break. And I'm positioned here on my soapbox to rant. Um, Some of you have already noticed this and brought it to my attention. Thank you, Matt. You're the first person to email me right away after last week's podcast to let me know that Spotify has removed the pedal pumping podcast from its platform. I'm so pissed. I'm so upset. And like, I have a little rant about this. So um, I don't know. We didn't really talk about it on the podcast at all, but you guys probably heard it was all over the news about OnlyFans um, banning sexually explicit content. I didn't really talk about it because I wasn't that concerned as far as my content. I mean, I'm very concerned about, you know, 
in terms of the world of sex work and I'm concerned I'm very concerned but I didn't bring it up on the podcast because it didn't really impact pedal pumping and and what I do and I try to keep this podcast focused on pedal pumping but uh it it does it's feeling more and more like there's an impact I uh, recently, maybe a week or so ago, I also didn't mention this, but you know what? Shit's just piling up and it's like, now I feel like I have to say something. I, I can't just, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> on my, on my soapbox. YouTube removed a video that's just a preview clip. You know, I use, I use YouTube as an advertising channel because Traditional advertising channels are not open to sex workers, so or or you know fetish content. So I have a YouTube channel. It's called Mimi Footnip. You go check it out if you're not subscribed. Go subscribe. Uh, support your girl. <laughs> it's not monetized, so I don't even know why I say that because I, I I make no money from YouTube. It's just a way to advertise my work. And give you guys like little preview clips of what, you know, I what I'm posting on OnlyFans and what I'm posting on Avian Stars and what what's available in the Clips for Sale store. So, here's the YouTube rant. I um, had a video deleted. YouTube sent me an email saying that we've deleted your video because it violates our community guidelines for sexual sexually explicit content. Well. It's a video, like, I don't know, maybe a 30 or 40 second long video of me, of my feet, really, of my feet in flip-flops walking on the sidewalk. And so my, you know, I'm kind of like clicking or smacking my flip-flops on my heels as I'm walking. And then every so often, every, you know, five, 10 seconds, I pause and I kind of like, you know, flex my arch and I've got my my phone filming on the end of a selfie stick so you know the it's just like shooting around my foot you can't see anything else there's really no nudity I mean my I'm wearing a flip-flop I'm not even barefoot Ooh, nudity um and it, it was removed for violating their standards now I set my videos my whole channel is set to 18 and over it's called restricted status so that's why I can't monetize anything uh because it's not oh it's not available to you know 18 or 17 and under I guess I should say so you have to be 18 and over to watch the videos um so that really limits my audience not because of kids. I don't want kids watching my videos. It limits my audience because you have to have like a YouTube channel where you where you've logged in and they can verify like through your Google account, your age or and all that. So that means that if you're just, you know, going on YouTube and you don't have a Google account, you're not going to be able to see my content on there. So or at least that's my understanding. You can let me know if I've got that if I'm mixed up about that. Um, but that's my understanding. And so I, I get it. Like advertisers don't want anything to do with any sexual content except for like commercial. I mean, there's so much sexual content, so much sexuality in content all over the place 
But as soon as it's considered fetish stuff, even if it's as innocuous as my feet and flip-flops, I feel targeted and I, I fucking feel attacked. I feel like it's a personal attack against sexuality, against women, against sex workers, uh, you know, and then OnlyFans, they wanted to, they, well, they did. They said they were banning all sexually explicit content because their um, payment, their finance partners like MasterCard, didn't they don't want any charges to sexual like adult websites they don't want to and i guess because of higher rates of fraud or i'm not really sure i mean there is i'm sure there's more to it than just being like puritanical assholes but but the fact is these you know this kind of content is ta being targeted and with hopes of eradication online and I'm uh, it's upsetting to me because here's the thing pedal pumping while it's a fetish and if we look at like a bell curve of human sexuality it falls into like one of the far ends of that bell curve, right? Like most people don't have a pedal pumping fetish, but that doesn't mean that it's harmful or that it's dangerous or that it's terrible or that it's weird. It's just, you know, when we talk about standard deviations, right, of the norm, we use the word deviation to say, de and, and then it gets perverted into deviant, which makes it sound like it's a bad thing. All, all we're talking about is that it's just less common than other types of sexual, I don't know, sexuality. Okay, that's fine. Why, like, just because it's different, it's not harmful. It's, it's so upsetting. It's so, so upsetting. Like, I just feel like the tolerance for anything outside of, like, mainstream sexuality is under attack. I feel under attack. I feel like our community is under attack. And I'm not saying this to like stir up an army of like, you know, pedal pumping liberators or anything. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting pushed off the internet. I'm getting pushed off YouTube. Instagram already deleted an account. I just started a, another backup account on Instagram. So right now my Instagram that I'm using is mimi.footnip. And then my backup is Mimi underscore footnip. Uh, but, you know, I, I, it's... So the latest news, the thing that Matt emailed me about last week, was that Spotify has removed me, has removed the Pedal Pumping podcast from, from circulation. So, yeah, it's I feel like I've, I've got a target on my back or, you know, it's... So that's another reason why I have my website is so that if you lose me somewhere or if I get kicked off or banned or, you know, you can tr hopefully find me on my website unless WordPress decides to ban me because they can do that too. I, my, you know, website is, I build my website on WordPress and so WordPress and Bluehost, I use Bluehost. So Bluehost or WordPress can kick me off, you know, like there's all these gatekeepers. Google, Google could just decide not to 
like not to allow me to appear in search results and then I just disappear from the internet. You know, like even having my own website isn't a hundred percent guarantee that I'm I'm safe. So, oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> The other thing that sucks about YouTube is I used to, on my preview clips, I was posting a direct link to the Clips for Sale store so that if you wanted to buy that video, you wouldn't have to go searching. You could just click on a link and it'd take you right to that video and you could purchase it. Well, YouTube doesn't allow me to link to any external adult websites, even though my YouTube channel is 18 and over and it's restricted to adults only, I still can't link to adult websites so go figure um so now you know you're gonna have to go hunt around and try to find links and uh, i don't know but i do have um you know you can search for me on clips for sale you i have a studio there all my you know videos that are available for sale are there um, and they're tagged with keywords. So if you're looking for like revving or cranking or whatever, you can still find it. It's just not as easy, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to make it easy for people. But I feel like there's just so much kind of, I feel like I'm fighting an uphill battle. <sighs> so, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not planning on quitting or going anywhere but I you know I hate the fact that it feels like the internet the powers that be are passing judgment and by restricting and deleting and giving me warning strikes or actually it's not even a warning strike I have a violation on my YouTube channel um deleting my Instagram blah 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 that um it it just feels feels like a fight for survival and it just feels like they're passing judgment on a fetish that is really innocuous and harmless and, and beautiful and wonderful and fulfilling and satisfying and so indulgent like this isn't a fetish that involves harm to others this isn't a fetish that involves illegal activity this is a, like one of the I feel like it there there's it's wholesome it's so pure I think it's such a good wholesome fetish that you know I don't know I just like how dare they <laughs> oh I'm so angry I'm I'm like smiling and laughing and like you know tears are like welling up in the corner of my eyes because I'm just like in, infuriated it's so maddening so rant over Mimi I'm gonna okay calm down I'm gonna collect myself and I'm going to read an email from Jay. Actually, Jay has sent me two emails, so we're going to do a twofer. I'm going to read both of Jay's emails. Uh, I'm going to take a deep breath. All right. Jay writes, <laughs> it's like abrupt transition, but you guys just bear with me here. Jay says, just listen to a couple more of your podcasts. I heard you share my email. I was like, hey, that's mine. I'm absolutely okay with you reading or sharing my email. I'm sorry for the grammatical errors that I missed, even though I read it back several times. I wrote that in response to one of your previous podcasts. That's where the domination reference came from. I'm glad to have a somewhat open dialogue about it. Obviously, there's still plenty of anonymity, but it still feels good. Thank you. 
I've wished for a long time that I could open up about it, but it just seems so strange. I've come close a couple of times sharing with the girlfriend. I look back now at a potential missed opportunity. One of my girlfriends several years ago may have been open to it. She knew I liked her feet and legs. I'm actually more into legs than feet. She also knew I liked watching her drive, but not the stuck or cranking aspect. I just never knew how to bring it up. I kind of wish all women were like you. Or I just that I had the courage to bring it up with a few. Thanks again, Jay. And then he says, P.S. It is crazy how popular this particular fetish is, though. Not just here, but around the world. Germany, Russia, Poland, Brazil, Argentina. Content from all over. It makes me feel not so alone, but yet I'm still very shy about it. And then a second email from Jay. Quite a while later, I, I apologize for... <laughs> Uh, taking so much time here there's just I get a lot of emails and so much to talk about and respond to but Jay sends a second email and he says another thing I've wondered about I've always wondered about the women who do this I realize you can only answer this for you so how did you get into this sorry if you've answered this did you have a personal experience where you enjoyed having car trouble or being stuck or someone's responsible for you having car trouble or being stuck or did you just see an opportunity? You know, a rather harmless fetish? You can keep your privacy, etc. I know that on some sites, the girls are obviously coached to just pump the pedal. It's rather robotic. The motion itself is only a portion of the fetish, at least for me. Then some sites, it's exactly what I remember from being that six-year-old. I liked your video in the Porsche with pantyhose. Thanks, Jay. Uh, and then he says, I'm not sure you'll reply, so I guess I'll have to binge listen to the podcast. <laughs> Jay, you know me so well. I just, you know what, you guys, I just don't have time to reply to the emails. Um, I feel bad about that. But I do have another full-time business, and I work that business seven days a week, and then I do all the pedal pumping stuff. And, uh, and so, anyway, I hope you'll forgive me. So, Jay, I, I have so much I want to share with you and respond to. So, um, thanks for writing me back. And I'm glad that you're opening up. And, and that's cool that, you know, I haven't really talked to anybody that has more of a leg fetish than a foot fetish. So, you'll have to maybe share with me if you're comfortable telling me like what what about that um like what about legs gets you going and i'm because i'm imagining that you've got preferences for a certain shape or certain you know certain certain things right um fetish can be very specific so i'm curious for you what that's like um uh, i yeah, I wish I had longer legs. I'm kind of long-legged, but I'm short overall. So my legs, you know, are not not that long. Um, not not, and I'm not implying that you like long legs. I'm just saying that that would be my <laughs> preference for my own build. But you know, we don't choose. We don't really choose our our builds, right? We just come genetically as we come. So okay, that's weird to say, but. Um, you, you've said that you've wished for a long time that you could open up about it and you've come close, but you haven't. Um, yeah, it is hard. I feel like um, the way that I open up with partners about my things that I think are weird or that I'm kind of afraid I'll be judged for 
is I just come out swinging and almost like if, as long as I totally own it, then what can he say? Right. As opposed to if I'm very meek and, and kind of trepidatious and say, Oh, well, you know, I kind of like, I kind of want to do this thing with you. I don't know. Like, would you be into maybe letting me try to, you know, um, versus like, I want to do this to you. Like, <laughs> or I'm going to do this to you, you know, just, uh, of course, in, in talking, I'm not actually going to do anything that my partner doesn't consent to, but I, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know if this is helpful advice, but I, for me, I just come out swinging. I don't want to sound like there's any hesitation because if I act, if I sound like I'm weirded out by it, then my partner is definitely going to be weirded out by it. I feel like if I am like, and I've, I've sort of learned this from partners I've had in the past who approached me about things and they were just like matter of fact, like the more matter of fact a guy is about his fetish with me, the more I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, because there's no room for like discussion or not discussion, negotiation, or it's like, I'm an adult. I know myself. This is what I'm into. And you know, we can, explore this if you're into it and if you're not that's cool too it's not a deal breaker you know i'm not gonna like pressure my partner into something that he doesn't want to do but hey this is what i want and and then i my i've talked about this recently like i have this thing about um kind of pushing the boundary a little bit in like a playful way like kind of getting the guy to feel embarrassed um teasing flirting and teasing trying to get like my boyfriend to giggle like he has this nervous giggle that I just drives me crazy I love it or you know get a guy to blush so I'll use my weird fetish in air quotes here as the bus drives by <laughs> you know you can hear it outside but I'll I'll just kind of use that as a way to sort of tease and make them feel a little that like excite excited nervous feeling of like oh god what is she is she really a serious are we really doing this oh my god and so I will build sexual tension with it I will kind of turn it into a into my into an empowerment thing if that makes sense like instead of it being this like shameful weird thing that I'm embarrassed to talk about it becomes this thing that I am like talking about in a flirtatious teasing uh like even if I'm not totally comfortable I just act like I am and then I become comfortable as soon as I see the guy's reaction I can totally relax and then and embody that flirtatious kind of uh teasing quality that could just naturally comes out from me so I feel like this is long and rambly, but that's kind of how I do, I deal with it. I'm curious for all the other listeners who have disclosed and who are open about pedal pumping or other fetishes, other things that you guys are into, like, how do you tell, how do you first tell your partner? Like I said, I just come out swinging and I'm like, this is what I'm into. Like, you know, plain and simple. Um, But... I'm curious there. I'm sure there's lots of successful ways, other ways maybe that, you know, cause that sort of fits my style and my personality. I don't know. Let me know. Email me. My email is mimifootnip at gmail.com. Let me know how you 
tell a partner that you're into something that, you know, is on the outer edge of the bell curve, <laughs> you know, a, a full standard deviation away from the norm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super curious and maybe we can share and swap some ideas and stuff. Um, and I'm so glad that you told me and I'm so glad that, um, you know, we can talk about this. We can talk about it here on the podcast. This is what pisses me off. I'm still angry about Spotify removing the podcast. This podcast is a beautiful, safe space. This podcast is a place for us to let our hair down and be ourselves and share. Uh, and if you want more of this, go go check out Patreon and, and because we go deeper over there and we get more personal over on patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast. And the li there's links on my website too, if you, if you're interested. Um, you also mentioned how crazy it is that pedal pumping is so, cause it's so niche, but it's also so popular around the world. And it is, it's amazing because when I make a sale on clips for sale, it's totally anonymous, but I do get to see where the person is from or where the buyer is, you know, buying from. And it, I sell clips all, all around the world, like everywhere. Um, pedal pumping is everywhere. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. It's fascinating. And it makes me think that the other day I had this thought about like, well, before cars, um, I'm listening to an audiobook called, I think it's called 1908. And it's about the year 1908 in the United States. It's like a history um, of like what was going on and the automobile was going on in 1908. And, um, so that's a kind of a big part of the story. And I was thinking, but prior to that, you know, like, was there a pedal pumping fetish before cars? And I was thinking about like weaving looms and pianos and other kinds of things where there were pedals. I think it's, I mean, I want to say that sometimes pedal pumping is related to certain mechanics and certain aspects of cars themselves, but I think just the, the, the motion, the pumping on a pedal with the foot pump, I think that that probably pre as a fetish predates automobiles. And I'm guessing that pedal pumping existed as a fetish before there were cars with other types of pedals. I'm curious what you guys think. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever like, I don't know. <laughs> These are the things I think about. Like, what about in, you know, prehistoric times where people, um, what kind of, what kind of fetishes existed? And, um, I'm sure there's fetishes that have completely died out, you know, but I think pedal pumping is going to be around as long as we have pedals to step on. You know, I think that, I don't think pedal pumping's going anywhere. It may change. We may see new iterations. I'm sure we will. We most certainly will. Right. But I, I think that there is something just so incredibly sexually loaded for some people about that motion and that, you know, a foot on a pedal. It's hot. Let's face it. We all know it is. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, and I'm glad that you feel not so alone knowing that there are people all over the world consuming this kind of content and creating this kind of content. It's definitely, um, it's, it's definitely not 
so much a cultural thing, right? That's what makes me think it's been around forever is that, oh, I just got a delivery. Which one of you guys sent me something? Cause I haven't ordered anything. <laughs> Somebody, I just, something, someone just delivered something to my front door. Okay. I'll, I'll go find out in a minute, but I, uh, where was I? I think pedal pumping has been around and, and it does seem to reach across um, like international borders. It seems to reach across cultures. I think it also reaches across time. So let me know your thoughts. I mean, we're getting philosophical here on the Puddle Pumping Podcast today. And then in the second email, Jay, you say you wondered about me and you were talking about how um, other models or content creators, um, you know, different people have different reasons for getting into this, I guess. So I did talk about this, I think in the very first episode of how I got into pedal pumping, but I'll, it's been a while. So I'll just summarize it kind of briefly here and then you can go back and listen to the first episode. But basically I sort of stumbled into it and the pedal pumping community found me. I was posting little video clips on Instagram of my feet doing daily activities like walking and driving and you know dangling or stepping on something or um and and it really quickly became i i became aware that there's a whole fetish world and and then was i was getting a lot of dms about you know pedal pumping and I started exploring just foot fetish in general and pedal pumping just really resonated with me. And it was the kind of thing where like those videos, the, the video clips, the pedal pumping video clips that I was posting on Instagram were the ones that were getting the fewest likes. Like if I did a video where I was removing my socks or rubbing lotion on my feet or stepping on a strawberry or something like those videos got tons and tons and tons of likes and were wildly popular. The pedal pumping videos were not so well received, but I don't know enough people like them. And, and it was the, and that's what I liked doing. So I was just gravita gravitating toward pedal pumping in that direction and I was like well some people like this so that's cool and and that's kind of how I ended up there it was sort of by a stroke of dumb luck or I, I don't know I it wasn't something I knew anything about I hadn't researched it nobody in my life had ever said hey Mimi you want to like you know, rev this car for me, or like, I like it when you drive, or I never, I mean, not even a hint of that at all. So no, a lot of times people assume that my partner introduced me to foot fetish or my partner introduced me to pedal pumping. That just could not be further from the truth. He hates feet. <laughs> he really does. He's like not into it. This is totally my thing. And that's fine. I mean, don't feel bad for me. I'm okay with that. Uh, and, and I have other ways, like other outlets and, and things um, where I can express this part of myself. And, and you guys are a big part of that. Actually, this podcast and my pedal pumping podcast community on Patreon and my OnlyFans and Avian Star subs, subscribers, 
the YouTube community, the Instagram, Twitter community. I mean, I have plenty of places where I can really deeply connect with people around the fetish and I feel pretty fulfilled. Um, but I, yeah, it was, I kind of just found myself here and you know how when you discover something, you sometimes can kind of become a little bit evangelical about it. Like, hey, everybody, I got to tell you about this new thing I found. That's kind of how this past year has been for me with pedal pumping. I'm like, I got to start a podcast and talk about this. I got to tell all my friends. I got to tell everybody I meet about pedal pumping. It's this thing. And I've learned that not everyone's open to... <laughs> I've learned that not everyone's open to the topic of sexuality in general. Um, but I do really love, I do really love it. And I hope that shows through my work. I hope it doesn't seem mechanical, like I'm a hired model. Nobody's hired me, you know what I mean? Like I'm just doing this because I want to do it. And um, yeah, yeah. I Sometimes I wonder, why am I doing this? Just because they're... I deal with a lot of misogyny and a lot of hate and a lot of um, kind of yucky behind the scenes stuff that I, I like to, I, I don't know, I don't love talking about that part of it, but um, there are times where I wonder like, why am I doing this? And then I get your emails and I get your comments and I think, you know, it's, it just kind of validates me being here, I guess. Ultimately, I'm doing what I want to do. You know, I create the content I want to create for the most part. I mean, there are there there are things I'd like to do that I can't do currently because I don't have the opportunity or access to a certain kind of vehicle or whatnot. But, you know, I don't do content that I don't want to do. Everything I create is something that I wanted to create. So, yeah, I hope that shows through in my work. I hope that... Um, you can feel, you can get the vibe that I'm sincere and genuine and my passion, as I'm sure you guys are too, you know, it's, this isn't, I don't know. And it makes me laugh when people are like, oh, are you just doing it for the money? And I'm like, there's not enough money in it. Like, it's not, it, this is not, <laughs> oh, if only, but it's not a get rich quick scheme or even a get rich slow scheme. It's like, I can't even make doing this it, for the amount of hours I put in. I maybe I make, you know, a dollar an hour or something. It's, it's really not, um, it's not a super lucrative gig. I've thought about quitting at times because I, I just think like, you know, I'm, I'm just putting so much of my heart and soul and time into this and it's taking time away from other activities and building friendships in my life and doing, doing other things. And there are times where I think about kind of throttling back, but I just don't, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I'm addicted. Maybe I have a compulsion. I, I can't stop pedal pumping you guys. <laughs> oh, I need to see a psychologist. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not like that. But I do feel like it has become such a big part of my life that if I were to quit it right now, it would feel like something was seriously wrong, like seriously missing. 
um, let me ask you, let me just make sure I answered all your bits of questions. Cause I'm kind of, I'm really agitated today. So my, my thoughts are kind of scattered and I'm being really raw and unrehearsed. Um, so you asked me if I've had, if I enjoy having car trouble or being stuck. No, I don't. And, um, I, I've talked about that as well. Like, no pedal, like pedal pumping turns me on pedal pump as far as like creating sexually charged content and like flirting with my viewer and the teasing and the power play and all the different things that go on in the videos. Like, yes, that is titillating. But if I am actually having car trouble, no, it's stressful. You know, I'm trying to go somewhere. Obviously my car is broken down. That's just automatically going to be expensive and inconvenient. And it's not like, I don't have a vibrator in the glove box where I'm like, Ooh, now here's my chance to get off. Like in the same way that, how do I explain this? It's like, um, Like car trouble, I guess, to me is not the same as pedal pumping fetish. And I, and I get it that there's like, for, for viewers, there's this crossover, right? Because the fantasy is for many people that are into like cranking, say the fantasy is car trouble, the fantasy or the arou the stimulus that is arousing is the the car trouble, the damsel in distress scenario, or whatever it may be. Um, I love to occupy that space mentally and physically and emotionally in my content, kind of like the way that an actor can like play an axe murderer and enjoy being the villain, um, but like doesn't really want to be an axe murderer in real life, right? They want to be a movie star or whatever, whoever they happen to be. Um, the, the axe murderer is a role that they play. And while they're playing that role, they really are that axe murderer and, and they have to be to be convincing as an actor. And they occupy the the space and the psychology of the axe murderer. I feel like that's kind of my experience as a content creator, as a model. When I am create, when I am in the video and I'm in that space, it is, it is unfolding psychologically. I am in a high level of distress after I record like cranking videos, my, my throat hurts, my voice, like I, I don't want to talk the rest of the day and I usually have to go to work and talk. So, um, I feel, I feel exhausted. My, like physically the, the toll it takes on my body to put myself in that space psychologically, emotionally, like I cry, like there are times where I am crying during the video. My heart is like pounding. Um, and I kind of drum all of that up. You know, I'm like creating it, but once it gets going, it just kind of, I just roll with it. It kind of spirals and it goes where it goes. And I'm, 
and I'm enjoying it. And by the end, it's almost like after an orgasm where you feel spent, you know, like you're flush, you're hot, you're, um, you know, you're just like all your energy has been drained out of you. There's like some satisfaction to that. There's kind of a, I don't know, like a, a bliss, a buzz that you feel, or that I should say that I feel. <sighs> but like if I'm actually having car trouble, I am not, I, I'm not in that mindset at all. It's like I have to be in problem solving mode. I have to figure out what the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know, I have to start strategizing about my day and getting, you know, not having a car. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, at some point I'll tell a story about when I had, um, I have a crazy story about having two of my tires blow out on the freeway during like a rainstorm. Um, and for me, it was, it was a very, very stressful situation. Um, I ended up, my car ended up on like a flatbed tow truck and that tow truck that I was riding in got hit by another tow truck. <laughs> like the story is crazy. Um, and, and at some point maybe I'll share that story, but basically I guess what I want to say is as a pedal pumping content creator, my experience of the distress or the revving or the whatever I'm doing is real to me in that moment. I'm embodying it. I'm channeling it. I'm living it. Uh, but when it's, when it's my real life, it's different. It's, it's kind of like, I think you guys understand what I'm saying, but I'm just enjoying the analogies. So I'm going to go with one more, which is like, it's kind of like when you're in the bedroom with your partner and the doors closed, you and your partner or partners, whatever the case may be, uh, or you're alone even, um, you're really free to explore and it's the doors locked and you have this safe space where anything goes kind of thing. And, um, whereas when you're in the real world, you're kind of, you know, you gotta mind yourself. Um, and so I think when I'm creating pedal pumping content, I can really just let myself go and like, just be in it versus real life. Um, scenarios. So I hope that answers your question fully, Jay. Um, this is a long podcast. This is a very, um, I'm just kind of noting the time here. I, wow. Let's wrap here. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is a long, long, long one. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to me rant. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your love and support. We'll meet back here and do it again next week. Bye.